Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast, where we delve into the powerful benefits of a holistic, high-raw vegan lifestyle for achieving optimal health, brain function, and overall well-being. This podcast is not just about personal health. We're also passionate about community development and creating a culture of health through business and collaboration. Join us as we explore the intersection of raw food, holistic health, and community building to empower ourselves and others to live our best lives. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Integrative Nutrition Coach, and today we are talking about what it actually takes mentally, emotionally, to transition from a standard American diet to a high-raw vegan lifestyle. And I figured I would cover this, this topic in particular. I was on my daily walk, and it came to me because I uh, specialize in helping my clients release excess fat, and I do that utilizing the tools that have helped me. Raw foods has helped me to release excess fat and maintain a healthy weight, also intermittent fasting. And it can be quite a leap for folks to go from standard American meat, dairy, eggs, and all these hyper palatable foods to eating high raw, especially in the winter time, going from hot cooked foods that are really dense with lots of fat to eating lighter foods that have very minimal fat can be quite a transition. So I just want to If anyone is thinking of going on this journey, definitely you want to stay tuned to this episode because I'm going to dive into what it actually takes, the shift that has to happen in order for it to work. One is an openness to change, right? You have to be open to embracing new ideas. That means new cuisine and being willing to change some long-held beliefs. If you thought that, like I used to say back in the day, it's not a meal if it don't have chicken. And look at me now, 15 years, high raw vegan, right? So you have to just be open. If you're given some raw food recipes, try them. What is the worst that could happen? You need to be open to change, to experimentation. The second thing is you need to have an educational mindset. I like to say really a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And that's really connected and very similar to the openness to change idea. But an educational mindset is like you actively seek knowledge about nutrition. And this is like the why to power you forward, right? So when I start with my clients, we set the foundation. What is the goal? And we do some exercises to keep the goal front and center because there will come a time where it gets hard. Old patterns want to come back up. And so having these reminders of why you're doing what you're doing is going to help propel you forward. And for me, a critical piece is nutrition, right? Nutrition knowledge. Like, I'm not just eating raw because there's some influencers doing it on social media. No, there's an actual, there's data, there's personal experience, and there's more and more data coming out that reinforces the practice. So I stay in tune, I stay leaned in, and leaning into what matters to you is super important to help you stay committed to it, right? So if it's obesity, if it's diabetes, if it's hypertension, Lean in to when there's new nutrition knowledge about that because that will help propel you forward. Leaning into the benefits of a raw vegan diet. There are 
lots of resources on the internet, including my past two summits where there are folks who are giving personal testimony to the health benefits of a raw vegan diet and also learning about how to balance your own nutritional needs, paying attention to your own body and what you need. So having that kind of mindset, seeking knowledge about nutrition and leaning into that is gonna be important. Also having some level of health consciousness, right? So if you are someone who really doesn't care, you'd rather just give yourself up to the medical system, you don't wanna take any responsibility for your own health, you wanna be a victim to the system because that's basically what you end up being when you don't take responsibility for yourself, then this road is gonna be really rough for you and coaching is really not for you, right? Because with a coach, a coach does not take responsibility for you. The work you do on your own. You have, the coach is the guide on the side, but you're actually doing the work in real time, in your real life. So if you're not willing to do that work or to take responsibility, to have agency, then coaching is not for you. Changing your diet, you're probably not gonna wanna do. You have to have some level of health consciousness to understand that the impact of your diet and your physical and mental health is important and prioritize it, right? You're gonna wanna prioritize it if it's important to you and if it's not, then you're not gonna prioritize it, in which case do not waste your money on a coach, okay? A coach doesn't change who you are. <laughs> um, mindset shifts do happen, but if you are pretty much fixed in not taking responsibility, a coach is not going to change you. Then there's the environmental and ethical awareness, uh, which is really helpful. Watching some documentaries is helpful, right? Like why, besides the health thing, what is eating meat, dairy, eggs actually doing to the environment? What are the ethical consequences of this? And I have some really powerful recommendations when it comes to this. For me personally, in terms of the environmental and ethical piece, Earthlings, Earthlings definitely watch. And also there are two other books that I really like that made an impact by AFCO, which is Racism as Zoological Witchcraft, A Guide to Getting Out. This book is super good, honestly, super good. And can explain it a lot better than me. It's like certain things about our food system and just the way we do things are like quite triggering to me and she she basically explains why because the more you know that's why it's good to watch earthlings first to understand what's happening and then what read racism as zoological witchcraft and then there's afroism essays on pop culture feminism and black veganism from two sisters afco and silco i highly recommend they've been really influential to me in terms of the environmental and ethical awareness piece. So the other thing, number five, self-discipline and commitment. Now, when it comes to self-discipline, this word is so interesting, the discipline word, because my mom used to always say, oh, you're so disciplined. And I really question that. No, I think everyone is disciplined for the things that matter to them. And that goes us all, takes us all the way back up to number two and number three, right? Educational mindset and health consciousness, right? So it's if you are in alignment with this, if you actually want to be healthy, 
and you want to take control of your health, then you will have the discipline to do what's necessary. Also, something I really love and appreciate is something I heard Marianne Williamson say. She said, discipline comes from the root word disciple, which I had never put that two and two together before. And it had me just thinking about that. What does it mean to be a disciple, right? Jesus had 12 disciples. What did it mean for them to be disciples? That meant that they were basically following in his footsteps. He set the tone, he set the vision, and they were following that and being ambassadors of that same vision. That's what it means to be a disciple in my mind, in my head. When it comes to health and wellness, and you have a vision of what, you're, what you want your life to look like, you want to be in a body that's comfortable, that's agile, that's flexible, that's healthy, that's fit, so you can play with your grandkids. You could take your grandkids to the theme park and y'all could fit on the rides and go together and do all sorts of great stuff together. You become now, when you get serious, you become a disciple to that vision, right? That vision of you being able to live that life means that you are eating a certain way, your physical activity is a certain way. You have a morning routine to set your mind up for success, you know? Um, and your whole day up for success. There's a whole like lifestyle, kind of like when, you know, an athlete, if you become a swimmer, there are things that swimmers do every day because they're never really not training, right? Because even if they're not getting in the water, their visualization exercises that they're doing, they're, there's a diet that they're eating because they have to keep a certain body weight and certain amount of muscle mass and what whatever, right? Every sport calls for its thing. And it's the same thing with the healthy lifestyle, whatever that is. You have folks who are super into like Bikram yoga. I'm thinking of a woman right now. And so she has the identity of a Bikram yoga instructor because that's what she is. She's certified to teach Bikram yoga. And so she has the, that identity. She oozes Bikram yoga. Everything she talks about does acts how she presents. It screams Bikram yoga, right? She has... She puts on that identity and she's, the, she's become the disciple for Bikram yoga, right? You know that when you see her, it's part of her brand, right? And that's when, when I talk about self-discipline and commitment, you make a commitment to yourself and to that future vision of yourself, what you want, and you become a disciple to what's necessary, to that vision, to what that means, what that vision means to you, the road that you need to get there. You become a disciple to those things. That becomes your identity. You put that on and you, you brand yourself as that. And so this part is super, super critical, <laughs> super critical, right? And so maybe sometimes it's like, a mindset shift. For me, when I was in college, I decided that I needed to drink more water, right? I did not like water, I didn't like the taste of it, but I felt like, you know what, my skin would actually look better if I drank more water. And so I made a plan for myself, right? Because I didn't like water, but I knew I had to drink water. And I knew I spent the majority of my time outside of the home than in the home because I had to travel all the way from Queens to lower Manhattan for school and back. And I was spending a lot of time in Manhattan during the day, going to classes, going to work and doing my extracurriculars. 
And because I was out of the home more, I made a plan that when I'm out the home, I'm gonna only drink water. And when I'm at home, I could drink whatever I want. So that would include all the juices, the sodas, whatever it is I was consuming back then. This is my pre-vegan days, my standard American health conscious days, right? And with that plan, I became committed to the plan and a disciple now of someone who drinks water most of the time because that was the plan that I had. And because I was committed and disciplined in it, I became a disciple for it. I started to develop a taste for water. I started to like water. I started to crave water, right? My palate changed. And these types of techniques can really help you when you're trying to have a habit change, specifically go from standard American diet to a high raw vegan diet, a healthier, cleaner way of eating. Also important is adaptability, being flexible and creative and finding and preparing raw vegan meals, right? Especially environments where the options aren't readily available. You will have um, new things come up. In a coaching container, what we try to do as coaches is give you the agency to be able to make decisions on your own instead of always looking to the coach to come up with the answer, right? So there's a lot of onus on you to find the answer for yourself because we know that you are smart, capable, person. You are a smart, capable person. The reason why you signed up for a coach is because you've been struggling. There's been mental blocks and the coach can help you with some mindset shifts to break through those blocks. Maybe see things in a way you haven't seen them before. Expose you to things you haven't been exposed to before and talk you through some challenges. At the same time, we don't step into your body and do all the things. You have to do them. So you will be in situations that are completely new with this new lifestyle, right? That you'll have to figure things out. So you have to be a little flexible. You can't be so fixed and get anxious. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So we can work through things where we're planning and prepping as much as possible. Again, things happen because life, you know, life will life and you will plan and prep till you're blue in the face and a curveball will come at you. What do you do in that situation, right? It's okay if something happens and it doesn't work out as planned, you learn from that experience, you talk about it with your coach, right? We talk through it in a coaching session and we come up with a plan for next time this happens because most likely it's gonna happen again. This is what the coaching container is for, but you need to be adaptable and not get um, upset, not get downtrodden, not have this all or nothing mindset. This all or nothing mindset is really what hurts people from achieving the things that they want in life. Anything that's worth having in life, it is never like an easy straight path, right? If it's something that's really worthwhile. You have to be adaptable and flexible. And with that is number seven, resilience. Handling and responding positively to potential criticism or misunderstanding from others about your dietary choices, okay? Everyone, as soon as you start eating cleaner, everyone becomes a nutritionist, right? And I've had clients before who were obese, lost, were losing weight, getting into a healthy weight, and a pharmacist, this one client I'm thinking about in particular, a pharmacist was telling her, man, you're losing a lot of weight, you're losing too much weight. And I'm like, how can a pharmacist say this to this woman when she's actually getting healthier? But if this woman is living in an environment where, you know, everyone around her is obese and unhealthy, right? Even probably most likely the pharmacist. Or some people sometimes think that 
they're being nice, but this stuff can be really damaging to folks and kind of pull people back. Luckily, my client was very resilient and managed through. She has a, a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset. She was lovely to work with, right? And this is what makes you successful in a coaching container is having that resilience, just being confident and sure about what is it you want. Are you ready to do what's necessary to, to get what you want? A coach will help you get there. If you're not ready and willing to do what's necessary, then a coach cannot help you get there. You know what I'm saying? You're not ready and willing. Number eight, community-oriented, seeking support and connection with like-minded individuals or communities which can be crucial for encouragement and sharing experiences. This is important, so leaning in. Maybe some. Maybe you don't really need community so much, right? But if you are working with a coach, being open to get the support that you need. A lot of people struggle with asking for help, right? And so if you're not being fully open, you can't get the full support that you need in order to achieve what you're looking to achieve, right? So you just end up basically wasting your money and wasting your time. Number nine, patience and self-compassion. Understanding that transitioning to a high raw vegan diet is a process and it will involve some trial and error and being kind to yourself through the journey, right? And when I say trial and error, that means like you're trying to find out which recipes you like, what fruits and vegetables you like or don't like, what kind of meal prep techniques are you willing to do, what works on the weekdays, what works better on the weekends, you know, what all the things, like how to put stuff together, how to meal prep, how to plan, all of this stuff. So you just have to have patience with the journey. You don't sign up and like within two days, all of a sudden you're a new person. For most people, that is... It just doesn't happen like that. It's not realistic. Even with me, like I made a decision and I had a ceremonial last meal and I became vegetarian. I was vegetarian for two weeks and then I became vegan. And on my vegan journey, it didn't mean that I gave up processed food. In the beginning, I was eating processed food, right? And even after not really doing too much of the tofurkeys and like the fake vegan meats and cheeses and stuff like that still doing breads and cereals and stuff that stuff still processed food right so um chips and all this stuff right so the health journey is a health journey right i don't think any of us ever arrive we make improvements, we make advances, and then there's always something more to, to do, right? So for me, for example, I'm really good about doing my low steady state cardio five days a week or more. I really could do a little better on my strength training regimen, beefing that up to five days a week, or four even, I could do better with getting it to four. I could mostly do better on some of the emotional and personal development stuff that's needed for me personally to become who to become the person that I want to be in this world and that I want to see in this world right it starts with me so there's work that I'm doing on myself on that front which I put as a part of my health journey which at some point I will share part of that because it's really it's a whole body mind connection part of that 
on that journey, I was doing a lot of Tai Chi and Qigong for a while, meditation and, and yoga, which I still do. But these modalities, while they're physical things, the deep breathing, the movement, the it's like movement meditation is all with the intention to be and walk with a spirit and presence that I want to walk with. So it's the body-mind connection. So I, all of that I encompass as part of my health journey. So you never like fully arrive because even when I get to that point, I feel like there's going to be even more. It will be more of a a leadership thing. And then when you get to leadership, I mean, you're never done, right? As long as life is still in, you're just never done with the work, right? So just have patience and self-compassion for yourself. This is actually the fun part. It's the ride. It's that journey of becoming. It's fun and you can make it fun. You make it fun by not having a fixed mindset, have a growth mindset. Anytime something goes wrong, this is a learning opportunity. What can I learn from it to avoid it from happening again? and have fun on the journey. How can I make this fun? How can I make this fun? Always come back to that. And then finally, a holistic outlook, right, is really helpful for this transition. Viewing food as just one aspect of a holistic approach to health and wellness, like I just said, including exercise, mental health, emotional well-being, keeping that stress low because that cortisol will affect For my folks who are looking to release excess fat, stress wants to hold that fat on. Stress wants to have you reach for comfort foods and foods from the past that aren't necessarily serving you right now in your health goals. All of these changes, they occur gradually and can involve a significant reshaping of your identity and your lifestyle. It's a journey of personal growth as much as it is about changing your eating habits. Just enjoy the journey of becoming, stay open, stay flexible. And if you are interested in going deeper on this, actually stepping on that journey, getting onto your high raw vegan journey, I have the program for you, my six month coaching program. So you could step into that coaching container. If you are ready to do all the things that we just talked about, then I look forward to working with you And I can't wait to connect soon. Take care.